Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sochi Slay Show. I'm Heather. I'm Chauncey and we're so excited to be here today. We have some really amazing guests with us today uh, for, from Girl in the Gov. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Yeah, hi guys, I'm Sammy. I'm the founder of Girl in the Gov and the co-host of Girl in the Gov, the podcast. I'm Maddie. I am also the co-host of Girl in the Gov, the podcast, and we're super excited to be here. Yeah, we are so excited to have you, and Chauncey and I cannot wait to jump into this topic because, you know, it's recent. I don't want to say recently. I would say what, Chauncey, in the past year that I think So She Slays totally kind of took on this, I guess, political side. I feel like we started like maybe four years ago, but like now we're more, we're more involved, you can say. I feel like we've always had like a little point of political like insight. But I yeah, feel like the yeah. past like two years honestly has been really us Gosh, like really I know right doing like more like social justice stuff and really getting into like the deep down politics and honestly just you know keeping ourselves educated but also educating our community which has been great so we're excited yeah. to have you guys here today I know like that's the reason why we wanted to bring you two on too because I know that there are a lot of people out there especially right now trying to decipher what is fake and what is real when it comes to the news, which is something that I want to say maybe in the last four or five years has gotten a little muddy, obviously, for (laughs) whole bunches of reasons. How can I tell if I'm reading the news, watching the news, what is real, what is fake? It is really tricky and it's only gotten trickier because as this sort of digital age has moved forward, we have more and more opportunities to put content out there, which is a blessing, right? We all have this opportunity to share with our communities and connect with our communities and share news at a rate that is a little alarming sometimes, but at another level, right? Like I can send a DM and send some content over in three seconds flat, right? I can send a link and an email and get going and all that stuff. But as a result, everyone wants to get in the game and have their sort of, hand in the mix of providing information or thinking they're the expert or they know everything. So in trying to dissect what is actually real and what's not, it gets hard and it gets dicey. I think first and foremost, it's asking questions. So think about, I honestly want to put this in the lens of a gossip story that you'd be talking about with your friends, right? And you hear that so-and-so made out with the, like their ex-boyfriend at the prom. I know this is going to sound weird, right? And first you think, no way. That couldn't be true. And then what do you do? You think about who told you that story? What is the source? Then you think about how many other people can back up that story. Did anyone see it? Are those images correct? Are there any images of the actual act that's being described in that story? Like, is there any proof, right? So you have to kind of pull yourself into how do you think about something in your day-to-day life and a story you sort of hear in your own circle, and then you apply it to the news as well. And that sounds silly, but it really does help. I don't think we realize how, like, the idea of critical thinking, it's like, oh, that's, you know, brings me back to college. But no, we critically think every single day. Like, Sam, that's, I think that's a good point of, like, when we do, like, gossip with our friends, like, and we are, like, thinking about, oh, could this have happened? We're constantly critically thinking. If you're looking for receipts, if you're like, give me the screenshots, like, that's you critically thinking. So you can do the same. Yeah, you can do the same with the news. And I think this day and age, you know, we have the blessing, like Sam said, of like the instant gratification of getting our news so easily. But I think with that, that means that we have to put in the work to make sure that the that news that we are getting so quickly um, and so easily, we are like kind of putting in the work to then figure out that like, okay, 
this is a good news source. This is like good information. Back in the day, it was like, you kind of had like one main news source that was pretty accurate, pretty unbiased. And now these days it's really easy to get, but it's like often from sources that have a bias or have opinions. And it's just a matter of reading through that and figuring out you know, where are the receipts? And I think there's many different ways, like tangible ways to do that with both articles and news as well. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people too, due to the instant gratification of news these days, it's like headline reading. So you're like reading the headline and then you're like, okay, I now have a meeting in five minutes. I got to go, but I saw that headline. Now I'm going to like pass on that information to people when you didn't even click into the article. Do you guys find that you do that sometimes? Like not even thinking about it. Like I'm scrolling and then I read a headline, but then I get taken away. And then somebody else brings up the topic. And I was like, yeah, I think I saw something about that. Like, right. yeah, it's like, 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 I know I like know like now it's clickbait. Cause I'm like, no, I know the truth about that article. I know that celebrity was not kissing that celebrity. Like, yeah. but I click, but I like have to think of that. I'm like, no, I can't pass off fake news anymore. Cause that's rude to my, to my friends. Yeah. But like, that's true. Like Heather said, like, well, like, oh, I forgot, but I'll come back to it. And then you just start spreading this, like, you know, fake headline kind of thing around. I think it is really tricky because you see that. And I think the biggest guilt point for me personally is the news notifications that pop up on my phone. Yeah. Absolutely going through a newsletter. Sometimes that still happens to me and whatnot, but my phone, I swear to God, someone later in the day will be like, did you see that? Like, yes. And then I think of myself, like, I must be like an expert. I got it all down pat. And it's like, no, that's not the case. You need to click on the article. You need to look at their sources and think about it a little bit more. And I think if we all kind of, commit to taking that next step and not it doesn't need to be like a 10 hour a day commitment it can be literally a three minute commitment but to going to the next step opening the article and evaluating it and even reading two or three other articles on the same topic from different news sources to compare notes then I think we'll be in a better place because at least we'll have a wide spread of opinions and biases that kind of come together and give you really you know the forward thing because like there's three sides to every story right so mm. you apply that to how we're looking at the news we're going to be a little bit clearer as to what's actually going on where people get like oh my god now I have to read three articles to like figure out what the news <laughs> is like like before anyone thinks like that I think it's also important to realize like what you're doing this what kind of like news you're doing this for I think it's important yeah. to be like okay there's like obvious news out there where it's like if it's you know say Joe Biden got inaugurated today like that's news that like you don't really need to go and like back check a hundred times like but if there's something that seems kind of outlandish maybe or like just crazy news like definitely dive in and like figure out whether it's true again like this doesn't you don't need to do this with every piece of news that you take in but again if it like triggers you or you know you know point like pushes you in a you're interested if you're interested too like check your emotions as well um And if, you know, it brings out an emotional side of you, you're like, okay, let me do a little deep dive and like, just make sure this is true. And then like, from there, I'll figure out how I feel about it. I think that's a really good point too, like the emotional aspect of it, because there are certain things like within the political sphere outside of that, right? Like even like celeb gossip that you like care a little bit more about. So you're more likely to react at like a faster pace. Mm -hmm. So I think, wow. I'm pulling that own advice from you, Maddie. Oh my God, you know, check that emotion at the door and like think a little bit more clearly about each of those pieces when it, you know, it comes together. Okay, so we kind of talked a little bit about articles and news and that kind of stuff, which I mean, high fives, 
if y'all freaking read, okay? Because I know that seems like it's so little and it's not a lot to ask, but people are not reading, okay? People are not reading articles, all right? They're getting a lot of their news information from either A, the television, or B, little videos on YouTube. So I know we kind of talked about how to tell what's fake and what's not, what's opinion or whatever. How do I apply that to some watching something? Yes. And how do you help other people apply it <laughs> too? Because yeah, not yeah. just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. Um, and a great question. And when I think about, okay, watching the news now, like watching, I think it's important to know about basically these publications and these news sources um, at their core and realize like, okay, well, let's talk about TV first. So we have like kind of, I would say three main political channels you have like msnbc cnn fox um, and i think it's important to know where all of those you know channels like land on issues and what kind of narratives they push because they all push narratives like net like zero of those three are unbiased um they all insert extreme pretty like especially these days like pretty um aggressive opinions um literally across the board doesn't matter what side you're looking at um, we've gotten to a point where our kind of TV news is pretty partisan um, and pretty opinionated. And so I think it's just important when you go into watching that news that you just have that in your mind and realize like, okay, they are, they still do give you the news, but they then follow it up with like their analysis, which is like their opinion. This day and age, like, I, d I don't think we're ever going to like, going to be able to get to a point where we have just like unbiased news. So it's going to be biased probably depending on what source you take. Um, but it's important to check your, your own bias because it's like, are you reading this news source or watching this channel because it's just like, it's confirmation bias for you and it's like reaffirming what you believe because that's dangerous. And I think that's where like, as the individual, you need to hold yourself accountable to like realize um, what, just basically what, what these like sources, what their intentions are. And I think too, like when you're watching look for the consistent contributors. If you're consistently seeing the same person pop up show after show, you're gonna to continue to get the same opinion and you're gonna to start to believe it over and over. So the lack of variety only contributes to the issue. And that's something that happens across all of these different networks. I think too, if you're like, really, you're like, I wanna like put my investigative hat on, you wanna go all Sherlock Holmes, start digging and seeing like where they get their money from. Who are their advertisers? Like who like are they trying to serve and like are there any political connections to these networks and I think you'll find some things that are kind of surprising and interesting and then last but not least this applies to print publications as well but there is and I will share you guys on this as well but kind of a graphic that gets put out every year that shows the bias of different media sources so they're ones that are more down the middle so when you think about that Associated Press and Reuters are your number one and two you can switch them in and out your choice, right? But those are the most unbiased news sources. After that, they each take a bit of a slant, right? The human experience is, is biased. So you're going to have that no matter what, even if I tell you those number one and two are right there in the middle, but that's always going to shade something. But you will see like sort of like an interesting scope out, like from the Hill to Politico to CNN to Fox News, and you're going to see it kind of scope out from there. And I think just even having that graphic in mind is something that's good to applying to all of the different ways that you get media. Well, it's almost like, did you guys ever watch The Newsroom on HBO? Yes. The Newsroom is, I mean, it's pretty interesting. You know, I did news for four years 
and I hated it because <laughs> there's lots of different reasons, but I didn't like it. So I got out of it. You know, even your local news, sometimes you have to really figure yeah. out who is being paid by who, like where they're getting their funding from and all that kind of stuff. Because if you go back and you check a network and then you like for, for really small stations, they have this one week where, you know, the higher ups are paying attention to what their ratings are in this one week. And so that's when like, you better hope something happens. That's where the line, like if it bleeds, it leads comes from, you know, you get like, it's right there at the top of the hour, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, because that one week will determine how much money you get for that year or, or that quarter or however they have it, you know, split up or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so you really, really have to be careful about just how much, uh, you know, weight you put on all of these sources. So I'm really glad that there is a graphic out there that you can kind of yeah. look at and tell. And then we kind of listed some ways here. What are new sources that you guys go to? Yeah. I mean, I think AP and Reuters are always the core of everything. Like if I find something, say it's a cool graphic on Insta and I'm like, mm, okay, like I, I kind of like what this is saying, or this is interesting or whatever. I'll see if there's an article on either of those two sources that supports that. But I think those are my two go-tos. I don't know, Maddie, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say the same. Um, and I think there's still, you know, the big like New York Times and the Washington Post of the world, like those are still, I would say, pretty valid. I listen to NPR. What's I mean, is that okay? <laughs> Do, I <ever> <laughs> Do I get well, my the funding element of it, right? So you've got sort of the tax dollars, but that said, like who typically supports NPR liberal voters, right? Who is not like so much a fan, conservative voters. Me, I didn't even they have a problem with like, Sesame Street. And you're like, how, how could anyone have a problem with Sesame Street? Like Elmo's cute, let's get over it. <laughs> but like, you know, there is that element to it. I think it's great reporting. I think that it is more towards an unbiased level of things, but you know, there is that that element to it of, you know, who's really supporting it and who are those big donors at the end of the year when they're like, okay, we need the public support. Well, it's, it's definitely not like someone that attended CPAC. So, you know, That's there we go. Well, Nikes. I mean, I listen to uh, NPR's like morning podcast. It's like 15 minutes or whatever, because I'm one of those people where, especially lately, and I don't know if you guys were the same, but over the last four years, it's like I could only handle so much. <laughs> right there with you. Oh my God. I'm just like, I'm, I can do 15 to 20 minutes a day. Otherwise, don't talk to me like I can't. Yeah. I, and, I, and I get that. I get that. I, I see you. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. Okay, I understand. So they were part of my morning ritual. I just turn it on. I mean, because they, I think they pick three or four top news stories, give it a few minutes. I, I find the longer they have to explain something is when opinions start making their way through rather than just yeah. the facts. How do you stop from being so overwhelmed? Because I know a lot of people, it's like we're, we spit out so many things that to, it's fake news, real news, what to do and all that. How do you not be overwhelmed? Well, for what kind of what we do too on our show is um, we like to make sure that like when we do talk about some of these issues and talk about the news um, on our show, we like to like at the end provide resources for you to get involved if you want. I think it's important to know that 
if the news is overwhelming to you or you feel kind of helpless after just seeing some of the crazy stuff that's happening in the world, like there are ways you can get involved and you can help. And I think that's like an important kind of honestly, like mental health aspect of it too, of like, you can get involved. You can like have an impact on how some of these things go. And some of that is by like voting and like civically engaging yourself in it and like being civically active. But it's also just like, you know, find these organizations that are working towards it. Like you can just donate and like that can be the way you help out. Um, but just like knowing that you can have an impact and like you can help this situation. Like I think that helps people deal with the news. Um, I don't know. I mean, news will, there will always be so much news, especially these days. I don't know when this, this news cycle is going to slow down, but <laughs> even in it, like, people know how to deal with a slow news day anymore. Right. Like, I don't know what that is. Anymore. I almost like take it as a bad omen. I'm like, oh no, like calm before the storm. What's about to happen? Yeah. That it's is very, so very long. true. Yeah. Because the first week of the new year, we were like, oh, this is, you know, everything seems good right now. We're happy. We seem at peace. Like things are about to change. Six days into it, something happened and look at us now. So here we are. But you know. Days. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, I literally days. started changing like my day-to-day job to work in PR and I was like, okay, we gotta get everything out by the end of Tuesday. Otherwise, like it's game over because Wednesday <laughs> the whole rest of the week is done. So exactly. It's I think exactly. it is just like still though, like overwhelming. Like I think that's like another end of the ability to be so engaged and have so many different sources and this digital age, because no matter what, unless you literally turn your computer off and you turn your phone off and you like, I don't know, go find yourself in a cave. I mean, you can't get away from it, right? Which like is good, like obviously be informed, but like it's hard not to, to get overwhelmed. And I think it's like also like, this sounds silly, but like you gotta find something outside of the news. Like obviously be engaged and pay attention for sure, but find something that's not digital. I think that's part of it. Like, I don't care if it's a yoga class, it's going for a walk around the corner. It's like making something, your hands are messy and you literally can't touch anything. Like, I don't know, but like find something like that where like you have no choice but to disengage from it. How do you, I guess, kind of get other people to realize that maybe they need to diversify the news that they listen to? Please tell me. That was like the my... nicest way I could have put that. <laughs> yes, please, because <laughs> I, my, please, like my dad's in love with YouTube right now for some reason. His old age, he's at it's. Enjoy it's older my conversation. My dad do. It's been like and it's like I think it's an older man kind of thing. Like they love a conspiracy theory. Like they love this. I want to bring him back to like home. It's yeah. a rabbit home. hole. Yes, I want yeah. him to bring him back to reality. So what can we do? Please tell me. I'm listening. I, mean, I hope he's listening. <laughs> um I don't know I think it's just important to like you probably like know your dad know that like he's a smart guy and it's like maybe just bringing him back down to that idea of like okay watch your YouTubes like you know do what you need to do but like also know that like you need to also kind of be in check with reality too um and come back down to earth a little bit and like find you know your factual based news and maybe like provide those resources to them and um, in a productive and like like respectful way and like your you know productive communication what we're all about like tell them like give them the resources tell them how to like critically think on some of these things like click through and like find those seats like do all of that um, maybe just yeah like, and share resources like this of like how can you 
find good news and like maybe just like one day just like text you out and be like hey look at this article I just read like check it out it's like you really find like maybe like them and stopping to watch YouTube but I'm gonna try that I'm gonna try it yeah. I think it's all just about like how you communicate with people too I mean whether it's like how to get them to reconsider their news sources or if it's like a political conversation where you don't agree like it's just all about the way you communicate. Like there are ways to have these conversations if you do it in a productive and like respectful way. And I think it's like, it can be natural, right? It's like, oh, like, hey guys, like here's this link, thought this article was interesting. Like it doesn't have to be you propositioning the opinion or the conversation in a sort of argumentative way. Like it can be natural. Like if it becomes like from the get-go, like a conversation about how you don't think that their news sources are legit like of course they're going to be defensive right put the questions on them like have them sort of start to think about it too critically so like be that catalyst for them thinking in a different way instead of challenging them like put them through the process themselves without kind of telling them I know that sounds tricky but like it's you know maybe they'll do it back to you too right like maybe that's not necessarily the worst thing but I think it's that process that can be kind of natural uh, that'll get us somewhere a little bit more along the lines. But YouTube is interesting. I really feel like what is with dads and like the history channel? Oh, yes. And YouTube. It's dad, a- my dad was just watching the World War II. You have you no idea that you just said everything that's in my living room. Like my dad is like, I don't know. He is one of the smartest people I know in my whole entire life. Like he's an engineer, like, but in the past, yeah. I don't know what has happened in the past year, but this has been. Oh, this has been a, a red year for a him. Rebirth. <laughs> yeah. YouTube, like, if I could cut the internet, I would, but I need it for work. Yeah. But like, anytime I'm looking at him, he's on YouTube. Like, you can't have a full conversation without him talking about something wild on YouTube. The past year, like, in the heat of quarantine, like, I can even say, like, I was questioning like our existence. I was like, are we in purgatory? Like, what actually is happening? <laughs> so, like, I get the need to like find answers or like in this time, like it's really challenged everybody to like, like what is going on. And I think that literally that has just made this kind of surge in conspiracy theories and those YouTube videos, I've seen them, they're crazy. Um, but like at the same time, it's like, it's been such a hard year for so many people. And I think like, it kind of comes back to, to like what Sam said about like the balance and like disengaging and like getting off your phones, getting off the screens and like, take your dad like go go on a hike like go on a walk like go do something and like fill their time with activities um that are away from the computer and away from the internet sometimes so I want to know too um we talked or well we didn't really talk about it we, we mentioned it why is it that um people really need to take the time to actually one get the correct news but two use it implement it be civically engaged so many answers for that one. Um, I mean, <laughs> that was a really broad question. <laughs> this is engage, engage me, guys. Engage it's such me. An important, important question, important topic. I mean, that's exactly what our mission is at Girl on the Gov. Um, we preach all the time that just like politics touches everything in your life. Um, and honestly, like being aware of that is a part of that is being aware of the news and what is going on and having a good understanding of it, um, so that. A, you just know what's going on and you're, you have like, you are intellectually sound with all of it. Um, Also when it comes time to vote, it's good to like know what's been going on and like, so you can vote and have a voice in what, what does happen. 
um, as well as just like, again, it touches everything, it touches everyone. And like, as much as people kind of look to politics and like wince and like cringe, and like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like it affects you and it affects people a lot. And I think government can be such a powerful tool to like really help people if we use it in the right way. Everything touches politics is nice saying like, literally you're driving down your road and there's a pothole and it's annoying you and you've literally gotten like two flat tires and like seriously this is happening again that's politics because real the reality is is that's your town that's your county that's your state that controls whether or not there's funding to fix that pothole and who controls that who votes which means it is controlled by you in some sense so everything from literally like the most like tiny asinine things ever, like literally a pothole to like things that are larger, like immigration policy and tax reform and all of that. Like, yes, that's like related to you and your actions, but like it all comes down to like whether you vote, whether you're engaged and whether you're even aware of what's going on. And the more you're aware, the more you can make change. So I think, you know, it's, it's coming down to really keeping an eye on what's going on. And when you do see those resources, whether it's petitions, or opportunities to present a case to a counselor or whatever, like actually stepping in and really getting involved in doing those things. And you'd be shocked at once you're able to find those things, which is a whole nother, you know, can of worms, right? But once you are, the things that you can do are like pretty easy. Where can people tune in to your guys' podcast, get more information? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to be visiting your guys' like blog site, podcast, because I, I feel like... <laughs> I just followed you guys on Spotify like right when you guys were talking I was like oh I don't and I just like followed your figure like, I basically one of my personal IG I was like I'm gonna follow this I'm gonna follow this but it's like I just I just it's adore you guys so, so like relevant, it's just amazing though. it's so relevant so, and and yeah where do people go to do yeah how do we how do other people find you who's not stalking you right now like myself <laughs> thank you guys that's so nice um so yeah we are on like every podcast platform so you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. there's so many these days but yeah follow us on instagram we have a girl on the gov instagram which is like the original one um when we were doing events and then now we have a girl on the gov the podcast instagram as well and so um, you can get like the links in our bio too if you want to check us out on Instagram and then go from there. We got we got TikTok, we got Twitter, we're working on the TikTok. Ooh, you're on the things, all the things. We're on all the all things. The, yeah. All the youthful stuff that people call it. So real quick, I mean, I know that we talked about two specific subjects here, but on your guys' podcast, your TikTok, all of that kind of stuff, what are like some topics, like broad topics that you guys discuss so that people can actually know what they're getting into? Yeah. Yeah, so one of our like main things is this whole concept of there's no stupid question. So we have a whole segment every episode where we break down whatever topic we're going through. And so obviously, or not so obviously, everything we're talking about it has some political connection, but we wanna make sure that no one walks away and feels like, oh shoot, like that sounded interesting, but like, I don't know what like half the vocab words that were in that conversation were, mm. right? Right. So <laughs> we're talking, yeah, and it's so easy. Like we have this all the time. So we've kind of positioned this as, we ask the stupid questions so you don't have to, but like, honestly, half the time we have the stupid questions too. Like our listeners are not alone in this. Um, but when it's a voting topic, like what is gerrymandering, right? Like how do I know if I need a voter ID to vote? Things like that. Those stupid questions, we take care of those, but in terms of topics, I mean, let me tell you, there are so many political topics and we're still getting to them. We're only 24 episodes in. So bear with us, but we have um, 
covered voting rights, voter IDs. We have covered state and local politics, um, city council race. We actually have like so many amazing New York City based uh, council not council members, um, women that are running for city council. So we love it. Um, so we have a lot of candidates on speaking about sort of their platforms and background and helping us understand all of the like legal jargon and whatnot that goes behind all of this. Yeah, yeah we have that's to- really intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. It is, it is. So yeah, we like to like have, we've had, we've had on the like most amazing guests. Like we always just like rave about them. We're obsessed with all of our guests, um, but they are like somewhat of experts in the political field. So they, you know, are the candidates. They are sitting, we've had elected officials on. We've had people who work for political organizations, like just anyone in the, like the realm of politics we want to have on and talk about some of these issues with and like break them down, and, like make them easy to understand um and yeah I mean we're we are rebranding politics we like to say for you know everyone like us who just like has stupid questions and like wants to be civically engaged but it's like hard work and so we want to like do the work for you guys and like make it fun and make it approachable um and just keep you up to date with everything going on we also covered like the top stories of the week and everything too so that you're everyone's versed on what's going on but it was so great having you guys here today it's been like a pleasure Thank you for having us. This has been yeah. so much fun. Um, so excited about this. Yeah, yeah. of course. Thank you. Guys. Um, well, definitely stay tuned to Girl on the Gov. Go follow them. Go subscribe. Educate yourself. Knowledge is power. And until next yes. time, we will see you later, Slay Nation. Bye. Bye.